Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I should ask the important question. Who's your favourite background extra? Because mine is the ginger guy with the hat and the, the tattoos. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, he's the barman. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah, steals yeah. every scene he's he does. Oh, Tyson Fury, who can't wink. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is coming much later mm. uh, in the poker game, and it's the guy in the purple shirt and oh, the white Oh, yeah. Tie. I'd like you to tell me about that because you mentioned Yeah, it well, briefly. when we get there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're several hours away yeah. in conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I really, really like. Most of the people that you see kind of being having their hands shaked by uh, him, you know, there's like a 45 second long bit where he says, thanks, guys. It's good to have you back again. Thanks, lads. And you're like, we just absolutely did not need to have this mic'd up for dialogue. They all they just look like people who've been bust in that day. Everyone is just nervous as if they're like it had the energy of when like Noel and Noel's house party or like <laughs> Graham Norton would go into the crowd and would do a bit of crowd work and other people just hoping against hope that he wouldn't come near them. Mm-hmm. It's It had that free song of like, oh God, what, 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 I don't want to be involved. I just want to get here for, I, I just want the really good lunch and I want to be, you know, having cocktails by the piano. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't expect to be actually be in this film. Here's the other question. Do we think that everyone in the background... Um, uh, is is in his one of his uh, you know river, river dance troops because he's got so many. I, I thought a lot of maybe dancers in there. I thought maybe financiers because uh, oh, that's a, no good shout. That yes. is it because that's a that's an old sort of Dino De Laurentiis mm. kind of thing where he would put loads of people who he owed money to <laughs> in the movie mm, because everyone shout. they'd yes. all want to be oh you're the dignitary in this scene set in the parliament or you're the fancy man at this party and people were like oh and can my son-in-law who be in it as well they're like yep he can come in give us some <laughs> Does money he have a suit <laughs> like, exactly so they everyone those kinds of people love to be adjacent to well, that Hollywood. makes perfect sense yeah uh, but I, I have nothing I nothing to theory. prove that but that is my oh. theory is that every single person there is uh, some like rich dentist from Miami yes, who but- <laughs> has who's, who's given a hundred grand to Lo- Dance Lord Productions. Having said that, though, he is a multi, multi, multi millionaire. We know he funded this whole thing himself, right? Mm. Which, it, to be fair, I was thinking about. I would like I wouldn't be in oh, it and yeah. make it a bad film. But if I had three hundred million in the bank, three million on a film seems like. That you really want to make. Is, so is that right. the is that the official budget? Yeah, because I couldn't I was, find oh, yeah. any details. In the I, I was hunting around. Mm. Three million um, apparently, and wow. and uh, it's all come from him because, I, as he put it, he didn't um, he didn't have time to get the money together. He had a window in which to make it. Didn't he? He could have got money from elsewhere, but uh, but, but even that that's to. like you didn't have the time. So like. Uh, or or what? Like we wouldn't have seen this film. What was what was he the? Have, ra- he wouldn't have had. He had a window in which he wanted to make it. Apparently, okay. And yeah. After that, he wouldn't have wanted to make it's it. It's a anymore. variety <laughs> and a Hollywood Reporter 
<laughs> it's like he's having a conversation with himself. Well, I've got a window. Well, we'll have to be quick. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, we can we can skip through this part quite uh, kind of handily because I have seen some scurrilous rumor and rumor it is about maybe it being some form of financial tax dodgy kind of a thing, or at least mm. it's release and shuttering and coming back from being shuttered to being released. That there was something about how he stood to basically get some sort of windfall or something and oh no nice. i ha- i have viewed it from that uh, that that lens and it makes a lot more sense yeah do know i think there's so much love in this i think if only yeah. him for himself which is a pure love i think he hand on heart wanted to make this film i think distribution wise there's pro- yeah the only I, thing I, that would have made it more perfect is if he sang a song at the end credits I think there should have been I think there should have been a fancy sort of motion graphics bedecked Bond style opening oh, yeah. which had like like little death discs falling like confetti mm. from underwater <laughs> or like you know beautiful girls in plunging v-neck like swimming through waters that then turn into whiskey or fire you know, tilted hats yeah, absolutely mm. yeah. yeah I mean you kind of have to go through the movie and try and pick out what those things would be that would just show up like covered in oil or emerging in the shape of a gun but I don't think it would be too too hard because maybe you'd have like the world's most boring poker game oh represented. <laughs> the poker game as a sort of battle of wills here is it is literally written by someone who once heard someone talk about a poker game. Yeah, and yeah. That is, he watched a bit of um, late night Texas Hold'em because he likes Jennifer Tilly, and that was. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's watched Casino Royale while drunk, and he can't remember any of it. So he's just going, "Oh, people like cards, I guess." Well, I mean, are we able to talk about that part yet? Because we no. haven't really set up Eric Roberts. <clears throat> well, I was or... just about to say, because Nick, bless him, he, he doesn't like Eric Roberts at all. He's done some research on him. And he said that um, he's a part of the Crusading Revolution, a collection of war criminals. And Eric Roberts is there to sell arms to them. And there's also a formula that could be put into the war supply and kill thousands, ridding the world of the so-called undesirables. <laughs> and then, to which I believe Michael Flatley says... Yeah. Something like, and what's the point? Mm. <laughs> what's like, your he's point? Just, he's just given an unbelievable. What's your point, clear... Nick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I think it was quite clear. Millions of people are yeah. going to die because of this. Pod. He just so read. He read you a Wikipedia on it. He read you a paragraph from the Wikipedia synopsis <laughs> for the plot of this film, which, by and the then... way, is a sentence. <laughs> Usually, when we do films on here, I, I say we, me. I, I basically get the bones of the plot from Wikipedia and then build my notes around it. This was a fucking sentence. Yeah. Really? And what, what, is, what was that sentence? Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It we is... feared you, I'm dead. <laughs> it says, okay, it says, Secret agent Blackbird retires and opens a nightclub in the Caribbean to escape his past. A former lover comes to meet him and brings trouble with her. I mean, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's succinct. Mm. Imagine pitching that. And a disc of evil with her. Uh, yeah. Well, can I ask uh, when we're mm. on while we're on the death pog? Mm. What is your understanding of what that pog actually contains? I thought because it contains ingredients to a formula. That he a said fr- that no, he explained it because he says <laughs> <laughs> he says it, it's a thing that you drink and it can fix all of your insides. Yeah, it, 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 it can it can improve <laughs> immune. It's something about immune system. Yeah. like it's the formula for something that can improve your immune system. Just think, no more pain and disease. There you go. In the world, and then he goes, oh, but these people have like 
turned it backwards yeah. so it will suck <laughs> the all the life out of you and they're going to put it in the water supply. Yeah, because if you, if you drink it, you get better. But if you mm. stick it up your arse, <laughs> then, then you die, which is a, quite similar to a lot of drinks, I'd imagine. I'd imagine it is. Dr. Yeah. Pepper. But like, do you know what's amazing is what, what struck me at the time, and I've just forgotten every time because by the time the movie ends, I, my brain has been wiped. Mm. But a completely buried lead in this entire film mm. is that the formula is not just this thing they have to get out of the hands because it's so bad. They literally have a cure for all disease. Yeah. And yeah. that that news to them is so secondary <laughs> that it's mentioned just then. Yeah. And it's never mentioned again that every single one of them is going to live forever. And that all all sort of hardship, <laughs> suffering and pain is gone forever, forever. Because they hold they hold both formulas, presumably. They've yeah. got the good one and the bad one. Mm. They've only got the top medical scientists to believe. <laughs> oh that speech that he gives oh. is beautiful, where he's just explaining. Well, one of the top medical scientists has told us that actually it's a, it's it's got a, it'll it'll cure all diseases to human beings. What's that got to do with me, Nick? What's your point, think, Nick? What's your point, <laughs> Nick? Like, I, I feel bad every time I do the accent. I'm sorry. Like, that's all right. Um, <laughs> Ian I do Bristolian? <laughs> I think you can. I mean, I think. Because Kaz is English, obviously Michael Flatley is doing uh, his usual Irish American American <laughs> Irish thing, which is very strange. Um, and it, well, first of all, by the way, we haven't even talked. Why was there a slightly Irish coded faction within MI six in the first place? Sure. What was what was their job? The chieftains are the uh, yeah. They're kind of like they're like an Irish away team yeah. of the MI six who do like desert and like sort of jungle ops we know they even though jungle. they're in their 60s yeah. <laughs> they are sent to investigate the ends of rainbows yes <laughs> John Sorry. now John we're going to the <laughs> end of the rainbow what's your point Nick John for the last time it's an optical illusion Sorry. and that's what we tell all the English people <laughs> while we build our houses in the Bahamas from our gold that we find <laughs> he, so, he, he says to Nick that uh, it's none of our business they're not, we're not the men we used to be. Yeah. And that life just ruined everything. Bit of a flashback. Uh, we get a flashback to him mm. sort of shouting at the sky, going, yeah. why? In yeah. a jungle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, it's there, there's an amazing close-up on a big wobbly face by him. Yeah. Which, it was, it's because it's flashed a few times, uh, sort of like, in in kind of disconnected scenes where you see him looking away to the distance early on and then you see a brief flash and then later on he says you know he makes some comment or reference to it and it's flashed again like you can see that that's what he's well that's what he's thinking about yeah. and every time it came up it was like Mardi Gras in that cinema <laughs> we people were taking their tops off it was like unbelievable and then he's in there like He's in there like covert ops Fonzie. He's wearing this unbelievably oh my God, yeah. bulky leather jacket, <laughs> completely unexplained. Like, I presume there's just loads of footage from that operation that mm. they didn't... I mean, this movie is, what, like 14 minutes long. Yeah. So yeah. I've got to imagine they didn't go to all that trouble. He must have been on a motorbike at some point or yeah. something because he literally... It's where... He, he looks like... I don't know, my dad dressed like the Fonz. Like, it's so strange. He looks strange. like our Father episode where they're all Elvis. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we're to believe that this was the, this was the operation that killed the lady that the funeral was for. Yeah. So by that ten point. Ten years ago, yeah. T- so ten years ago. So at that point, he's, 
let's say mid fifties, you know. So very very strange. His whole role in it in the in the, the flashback seems to be he gets there just in time to see her being burned alive. Burned alive. Oh burned well, alive, yeah. yeah. Then By he's... insert, I don't know, cartel people or fart gorillas or something. Just <laughs> yeah, bad, bad guys, guys. Inc. Yeah. Uh, never explained who they are or what they're if they have any connection to anything else in the film. I don't think they do. No. 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 I was expecting. Not... I was expecting because we keep getting fed these little flashbacks. I was expecting at the end it was be like as the flames go up, you see Eric Roberts smiling. <laughs> no. No. That would that would have actually been kind of a. I would have backed that as a. Yeah. As a little a punch up note. Yeah. Um. So, but, but to Eric Roberts, by the way, who we've barely spoken about. Oh yeah. Mm. so he they say all this about the we have to interrupt their plans he's mm. talked around in a way that kind of doesn't seem like it was there for anything other than we need an extra four and a half minutes in this film <laughs> so for some reason I don't want to do this but by the end of the conversation he does want to do it and there is that the point it's called, where they, it's called resisting the call well what we've got next he's yeah. obviously yeah. read the hero's journey <laughs> it's resisting had, the call we've yeah. just had the, the next part of the Joseph Campbell journey which mm-hmm. is to have two hats in the same scene as you mentioned earlier <laughs> and he says a man must wear many hats that's right and he says to nick we're not we're not doing this and if you don't like it you can get out he does get off that. my island yeah yeah he, he does say that the american michael flat welcome to blackbird park <laughs> <laughs> but vivian jumps in the car because um she's not happy with eric roberts because he basically said to her you know, tomorrow I'm going to go and have this meeting. And she was like, oh, I thought you were going to spend some nice time together. And he slams his fist down the table. He yeah, throws even, a handful of money in her face. Yeah, and do, also, you, even then, the dynamics of that are so hilarious because mm. you've got a guy who is, objectively, he's like a mass-murdering war criminal type guy mm. masquerading as like this philanthropist. As he's Joe a bad, He's a bad guy <laughs> in like 400 usable ways. Mm. But this the breaking point for ostensibly our female love interest lead character the breaking point from this horrible man is that he doesn't spend enough time with me and he makes me go and do shopping with my bodyguard there it's such a unbelievably unfocused and sexist idea of what would drive a sentient woman away from a mass murdering psychopath yeah it's only because he's not paying enough attention to me and again it's got shades of license to kill like maybe he's watched that at some point and gone oh, i'll use that dynamic but it's never really as you say it doesn't really go anywhere no is this where and... he has the world's smallest laptop as well yeah it's like it's got metal <laughs> plating all over it like the one yeah. you, like your one your work would give you if you were going on a sort of paintballing weekend or something <laughs> He does do some great phone acting, though. I was really, I was he really does. into that. Again, yeah. no mobiles. It's all landlines. Yeah, it? and he's he's talking, and he's he's pretty good. Like, I mean, Eric Roberts, you know, does a lot of these films. In writing the review that I did for the Examiner, mm. I just looked up his IMDb. It's he ins- has it's insane. He has mm. two hundred and twenty films that are either still in work, were presumably abandoned, mm. or are scheduled for release in the next five years the 200 films the guy he can probably afford every building in this movie <laughs> can buy and <laughs> sell the blue moon <laughs> my, like how is what what is he he's he's is he pulling down 20 30 films a year like he's in something like that yeah yeah I mean, he does a lot of voice work as well like he, he did that film a talking cat <gasps> <laughs> a talking cat is that what it's called it's called a talking cat question mark a talking no. cat and it's him doing the voice but he's clearly drunk 
<laughs> Clearly drunk. I'd say he's had a few in this film as well. Yeah, I think Super he had a bit relaxed. of a problem for a while. But in the talking right. cat, he's like... Uh, uh, so how did that Snakes on a Plane ass movie title go past like the draft stage? Yeah. A talking cat? Talking cat. Yeah. I've never heard of that movie, but then that's the same. Yeah, it's in Quizabang. It's, it's a question mark, exclamation mark. I mm. went through his IMDb because I was so fascinated with it. I exported it all into a spreadsheet. He has, <laughs> Here we go. He has played, I be, he's played, he's he's made so many movies. He's played 14 people named John alone. Wow. So, yeah. So, because that's how, if you've literally been in 500 films, you will have played more people True. named John than like Daniel Day-Lewis has ever played any role. because you're literally you've played you know every single name and you know that's it's just something for you to know john as as a fellow john that he's yeah he's out john you he might have played times he might have done (laughs) john rain would be a great character name for a sort of eric roberts character i think yeah um, well, it was. It's already a, Barry Eisler is a series of novels with a hero is called John Rain. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. My my double namer mm. is a guy called Seamus O'Reilly, mm. spelled differently. His is spelled Seamus O'Reilly, and mm. he is a gay porn star from Nashville, <laughs> and nice. he occasionally gets my emails. Oh, and uh, yeah, we have to sort of meet at the gates. And is uh, that why you did ketamine? <laughs> <laughs> you got mixed up. No, I mean that was. That was prior to the establishment. But what was interesting was the first time I contacted him, mm. he was really, really nice to me. And uh, I, I think I saw her things because I just said, uh, by the way, can I just say it's amazing that you're a porn star and you kept the name Seamus O'Reilly because my, my name is Seamus O'Reilly. And I never thought I would make it as a porn star with such a boring name or oh. it's, a bit, it's a bit bacon and cabbage. Mm. I thought you ha- I had to take like my mother's maiden name and my pet's name or something mm. like that. That's right. And he, re- he replied very curtly, that's not how everyone gets their names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seamus! I was just trying to make Shamus. friends. The internet says it is. So you're I, I was, I was trying to make friends on the internet, so it didn't, it didn't work out. But yeah, out of interest, what would be your uh, porn name then in that respect? Uh, it would be Elmo Magullion, which is wow. Yeah, my mum was a wonderful, I mean, lovely, amazing. <laughs> Magullion is one of the least sexy mm. uh, Irish names ever. My friend Jack has got the best one, I think, mm. uh, which is Midnight Burn. Oh, because his first cat was called Midnight and his mother's maiden name is Byrne. B-Y-R-N-E. But he could probably change it for for effect. Why, what would yours be? Uh, Mine was Fluffy Cropper. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Sarah? Now I was I was going to say I I share my I have my namesake is a Christmas themed romance author mm. Sarah Morgan so um, mm. yeah what is my I don't know what my porn name is Sarah yeah but but do look up the work of the Christmas themed romance author author Sarah Morgan she clearly makes a lot more money than I do do you support do your get each other's your name oh that's nice yeah, yeah you oh. know. do you do you ever meet up and just exchange it. <laughs> I have been asked if I would write a blurb for books before, and I know they weren't trying to get to me, but I have wanted to write the blurb. It's like, it's like uh, the the cupcake mistletoe mystery, mm. <laughs> and and I really want to blurb those books. Oh my god, you <laughs> have to fucking be, book I've ever read. You have you have to do it at least once. <laughs> Um, so Eric, Eric Roberts, we're, mm. we've got a scene here because obviously Flatley's thought we've got to show this guy means fucking business. So he's on his boat, and he's got a banker <gasps> on his boat who's got two minutes to crack some bank thing, which is very vague. Mm. He does it, and then uh, as he's doing it, sorry, Eric Roberts walks around the boat and says, um, "We got 
the sea. We got booze. We got sexy women. Oh, his his <laughs> delivery of sexy women <laughs> is uh. unbelievable. It should lead him, put him directly on a register. Mm-hmm. He says, <laughs> sexy woman. And then he goes, so he gets very, very inappropriately close to this guy as he's working. And like... On a purely mundane level, I just, I hate that. If anyone, if I'm doing something for someone and, mm. and like they're right, I'm like, literally leave the room for five minutes and I'll do it for you. Yeah. But like, he can't really do that. He is a big, scary man. Mm. So he does it and then he kind of complains because he doesn't have, he says, I don't have that money for you or whatever. And so Eric Roberts kind of pushes him off kind of playfully, but not killing him, but just being like, you know, you know who's boss. And then out of nowhere, mm. this like boat attendant comes up and says, hey, you can't do that. And then, <laughs> You went from cracking codes to cracking necks <laughs> because Quan, mm. a very large man who has been his kind of bodyguard kind of guy, mm. just absolutely snaps his neck with, yeah, I swear to God, neck. comic timing that is, if we're, if it were deliberate, it would be truly sensational. Like mm. watching it again, I was like, that fits such immaculate comic timing for a spoof mm. because you do not expect it. And the hand comes out from the screen. You can't see Quan. You just see him do it so yeah. quickly and so callously and then I think it does does Eric Roberts say good job or yeah. nice one or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> something really callous and strange as this corpse floats away in the water and the bank yeah. is next to it going what and, you, and I'm sitting there going what is going on <laughs> this is like something you'd expect in, between sex scenes in a porn film <laughs> yeah and it's it, it has that sort of if the fast show was doing, you know, the fast show used to do like mm. spiffs of like, you know, right royal cockney bar of monkeys. Yeah. Like that's what it felt like. Yeah. And to, to its credit, like it was breezy. Like I kind of, I would have watched the whole movie with Eric Roberts being like that. Yeah. yeah. With in a different, with a different antagonist with a, or with Eric Roberts as the hero. And you're just like, yeah, he's a prick, but I, I, I find him watchable. I really genuinely do find him watchable because he's, he's, He's not pretending to be he's anything he's not. He's strangely compelling, isn't he? He's yeah. really strangely putting the compelling. work in. Yeah. He is. And it's just that old money confidence that he has. He's just like, yeah, this is what I do. I'm getting paid, you know, yacht money to make this for four days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's his gonna, yacht. He came to yeah. set with that yacht. <laughs> then then I'm going to, and he brought the sexy woman. Mm. And the he goes to Bulgaria two days later and he makes another movie called something like Death Ops yeah. uh, <laughs> Covert 15. And, you know, that's what a life. You'll go and make a film with Steven Seagal where Steven Seagal sits down all the way through it. (laughs) Slapping people from (laughs) a sitting position. That's right. Um, So, yeah, so we cut from there to Flatley and Vivian walking on the beach together. And he's one point here where he stops and stands and puts his hand on his hip like a kind of I'm free (laughs) thing, which is a bit strange. Um, But, yeah, she talks about how she's been with Blake for five years, which is Eric Roberts, and they met on a mission she was just supposed to spy on him, but they got close. Which also puts a lie to the idea that she didn't know what he was doing. Exactly. Because what was she spying on? He wasn't working in a bakery, was he? No. He was dealing arms mm. to people. And their entire their entire relationship in the movie is, it's kind of like we met three weeks ago and that's why I don't seem to know who you are. You don't seem to know who I am. Mm. And you don't like my job. Well, then you just need to know that I need to do certain things in this. That's the conversation you'd be having like three weeks into a relationship with an arms dealer. (laughs) Not five years and you're engaged. Bizarre. But then he tells her that he'll never get over. He'll never get, he'll always regret the death of his ex. And says, I'm I'm never going to get past it. 
And she says, well, perhaps it's time you did. Yeah. Nice. I mean, it's a pretty smooth move from her. Mm. Like, she's... Like, she arrived there engaged to a guy. And then she somehow... I don't know. She, I think she, they both have gotten over, you know, long-standing commitments mm. in about nineteen seconds. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he is dressed as a tiny child in this scene, so yeah. you can see yeah. why she, she, she would have her head turned. This is what you were talking about earlier with the the three-quarter length trousers. Yeah, yeah. he's got his trousers rolled yeah. up. He's wearing a, a child's school shirt. Yeah. Just rolled up very tight around the biceps mm. that aren't really bicepy. No. Um, a very low-cut, deep V. Mm. And he he's does do that. Pepperami. He's beautiful. He is. He's magnificent. <laughs> he's carrying his moccasins in his hand. Yeah. He's sports casual. Mm. I mean, you can't help but go partridge when you talk about this film. But right. it's... <laughs> yeah. Ah, so then he drops her off at the hotel. And then Nick comes out again like a madman. He grabs her and says, You're not safe. You used to stop bad guys, not marry them. <laughs> that, he says, We used oh, yeah. to... We used to stop bad guys, not marry them. Which, just that tiny grammatical change makes his point so much more illegible because you're like, so was that an option that you all had that you were all going to marry the arms dealers? (laughs) Well, you had to resist the urge to like marry Osama bin Laden or like, I don't know, Pablo Escobar or whoever it is you're fighting in the jungle. Mm. Like, it's just... It's like first draft stuff that I just love. And which if they sawed off those edges, the film wouldn't be nearly as compelling because there's so many strange choices (laughs) in what everybody says. And he then, is he kind of excommunicated then after that? And he goes off and Well, yeah, because they have kind of a hat off because they're both wearing hats at this (laughs) point. Nick's hat is floppy. It's a metaphor, yeah. Uh, His hat is is. drooping, whereas Flatley's is stiff and sturdy and and rakish. You know what makes no sense about Nick's character is that in any normal script, this argument would then lead to Nick dying. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. But it doesn't happen. Yeah, instead, who dies? Well. Are we there yet? Not yet. Okay, sorry. Um, So he's, he's told to get out. So then Vivian goes back to the hotel room and has a look through Eric Roberts' things. And she finds the uh, pog. Yeah. And death he, pog. Your death pog. And you think he's caught her, but he hasn't. And he's, he just apologises and says that she needs to be nice to the bodyguard. And now, suddenly out of nowhere, she's like, well, I don't like Eric Roberts anymore. Yeah. And it's then the she... amazing... Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, it does also look as if she puts the pog back. Mm. But then, but she hasn't. No. It's very, very confusing blocking of this scene. Yeah. Where you're not sure, because it would make sense for him to catch her in the act and so, in that sort of, you know, I know what you're doing even before you're going to do it thing. And then when he doesn't, you're like, okay, so she makes up a lie that she needs to go and get some water. <laughs> That's my favourite line of this scene. I need to get in some water. No, room. I'll go down myself. And <laughs> These taps don't work. And not only that, but his revelation that she is cheating on him, that, that she's working against him at least, and is kind of like turned, is that he gets out of the shower and most dramatic shot of all time, <laughs> mm. the Hitchcock shot mm. is, the, the Stanley Kubrick shot is, he looks at the bedside table and sees there was always water there. Mm. <laughs> and it's that's, so a, from that point, we are to believe, you know, in hindsight, having watched this movie three times, mm. that that's the point at which he's like, well, I'm probably going to have to use her as like live bait to mm. draw this guy out in a deadly game of cat and mouse. She is dead to me. She has betrayed me mm. all for a glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that when you get that close up of the water, it's like it cut to that. Everyone throwing their pints up in the air. <laughs> in, in like celebration the, of cinema. The game of Thrones thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, or Scorsese just going, this is cinema. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, not a superhero in sight. No. So she, well, talking of which, she goes to see Flatley and says, Nick was right. Um, he's, he's got the. I've been living with a liar and a murderer for five years. And I've just <laughs> noticed. <sighs> what did she think he did? Like, come on. Is this like a true lie situation? Yeah, oh, possibly, yeah, because mm. he was like building hospitals and stuff, but that was all just cover for selling death discs. Yeah. That she just didn't oh, yeah. know about. <laughs> death spoky dokies. Um, <laughs> Flatley tells her he, he doesn't want, I don't want to get involved. I'm not the man I used to be. And they kiss, and then his sort of on-off girlfriend sees and then goes and tells Eric Roberts. The femme fatale chanteuse who took her, to- took her uh, robe off in the yes. previous scene. The yes. t- the, yeah. Yeah, that's a. She's very... got college in the morning, so she's, you know, she's a bit grumpy. So, yeah, she's got her A levels in the morning. Yeah. So after they've had a kiss, he's like, "Yeah, all right, I'll help them." So he goes to see Matiti, and says, "Make a copy of the coin. You know what to do." I love that he says, "This is the thing you need to do. Yeah. You know what to do." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is my favorite bit coming up. I have to ask you both about this. So Vivian goes back to see Eric Roberts, and he's not happy, and he says to her. Do you think I'm a bad guy or am I just? And then it cuts. <laughs> I'm like, do you mean, do, do, do you want to do that line really again? Do you mean, am I just, as in, am I a just man? Or was he going to say, or am I just something else to you? But no, it just cuts he, on that. He absolutely was supposed to, in the script, I believe, say, or am I just? Mm. But he, just from maybe having like the lines in his head in a weird way, yeah. he just, it came out that way because maybe that's the formulation of the sentence that you're brain would automatically go to and in any other film you'd be like oh sorry no i scrubbed that let me do that one more time but on this one he's like i have to be in bulgaria in four and a half hours yeah. Yeah. so i'd also like to remind the team who was directing this scene yeah. and he was yeah. very confused as to why he wasn't in the scene yeah, yeah. <laughs> but surely i should be in every scene you can't be in this can scene. i not just be at the window looking in no it <laughs> ruins the tension <laughs> This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'd also like to remind the team who was directing this scene yeah. and who was yeah. very confused as to why he wasn't in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But surely I should be in every scene. You can't be in this Can scene. Can I not just be at the window looking in? <laughs> no. That ruins the tension. Um, so Eric Roberts introduced himself to Flatley and he wants the pog back. So they play the most boring game of poker in the world. Yeah. And uh, Eric Roberts looks a bit like Jeffrey from Rainbow in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> like towards the end of his time when he was going a bit grey oh. well they have this amazing back oh, and forth it's, where oh. he's, he's I don't know what you prefer or what you love more money women <laughs> or playing God <laughs> and it's it's so like it's bumwink central because you're so aware that he has written these words that Mm. he has set this up as his big actor's moment his future award-winning actor's moment i'd say though that's that's the that's the third part of the trilogy of great lines he says here Mm. the first one is who i am is none of your concern what i do is out of your control control. oh yeah and then he says i heard they call you the blackbird he says the blackbird is dead (laughs) beautiful but also, and then he goes, "Oh, your fiance's death caused you to retire." Oh, have I said something to upset you? He's like, "No, that's literally a fact. That's not yeah. upsetting me. That's what happened." You just you just re- recounted the plot for us. <laughs> you seem sad from your fiance dying. Then you opened a hotel. Then you bought some hats. Then you went for a drive. Oh, I'm now sorry. You've done Touched it. a nerve. <laughs> Those are the five stages of grief, aren't they? That's right. Yeah, it's denial. Uh, casino, hat, 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 acceptance. <laughs> uh, so then Flatley wins the card game. Well, can we talk, please, just no. talk my very briefly, oh, yeah, my favourite extra please, in the whole thing. Because I didn't thing. notice this. No, because, well, this is the thing. Mm. What's amazing is you either notice this guy or you don't. Mm. Uh, and once you've seen it, it's all you can think about for the rest of your life. I, have I had not spotted this until you mentioned it earlier. And was oh on my, my god, third guys! I'm sorry, I've just blown the doors off. This mm. is yeah. um, yeah. It's ba- there's a man, it, uh, and the thing is, it doesn't sound like a lot, and it w- it won't be a lot until you watch it. But there's mm. a man in, 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 in one of the extras in the background. They're all in their beautiful finery, as you would wear in a casino in a hotel, except for the the bartender who uh, looks like Tyson Fury. Um, mm. They're all gathered around. Everyone's watching the card game because it's such an exciting card game. Uh, everyone's got aces, haven't they? <laughs> Both. <Yeah. laughs> it's yeah. one of those ones where you push cards across the table, money across the table. It's literally the, the poker equivalent of I went to Harvard and got an A. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I did Harvard for police. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's from the Lego movie. Um, or oh, Lego Batman. Sorry. Anyway, there's a guy in, in the background um, who is wearing a purple shirt and a white tie. And he has made some choices and no one has called him on those choices. And he's having a bit of, either he's having a bit of fun, Hmm. something's happening. His tie grows (laughs) every time you cut back to Flatley. 
gosh. And once you see it. At one point, it's like 14 feet long. It is, <laughs> By it is his like, knees. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's it's genuinely going down way past his crotch anyway. Like it's mesmerizing. It's, it's like you couldn't you can't even buy ties that long. He must have sewn two ties together. Whether it's a prank, whether it's a commentary on oh. something. He's back to the future three did it with Jules Ver- Jules and Vern at the end. Oh god, okay. So you know at the end of Back to the Future Three, when the doc turns up in the rocket train. Oh, the little thing in the background that made it into the finished film. Yeah, one of the yeah. kids gestures to say, to the camera to say, "Come and have a look at this," and then points at his cock. <laughs> oh, I think I know what it was. I think the standard explanation for it was that mm. that kid was motioning to his parents who were there oh, on yeah. set that he needed to go to the toilet ah. and that was their 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 code for it was he just like point as we were kind of <laughs> okay well they left it in the film they left Amazing. it in the film yeah. Yeah. Is, isn't there isn't there a bit in teen wolf as well where someone gets oh, their yeah, willy someone, out someone gets the knob out yeah the celebrations yeah. at the end of the basketball game now that mm. i would have loved to have seen someone mm. do at this poker game mm. just yeah. like a little bit of like <laughs> meat and two fetch kind of like just slowly poking out somewhere but no, they, they were cards and they just had a big, long tie. Oh, big, long, white I tie. I will go back and watch that after this because I uh, need to see it. Yeah. Um, so, quite, uh, so Matiti is dead. Yes. R.I.P. Matiti. I mean, and then that, that caps off even more weir- how weirdly his character was treated, was conceived, just yeah. very strange. Uh, killed by Quan, the aforementioned very big guy who snaps uh, boat attendants' necks. Yep. Um, <laughs> And watches vaguely sinisterly as uh, the sort of lead lady Vivian is like sunning herself on the beach. Mm. And then he's killed Matiti. And do we go straight then to the confrontation with... We get Blackburn! And it's a very drunk Paul McCartney doing an encore. No, (laughs) it's it's a Quan runs in. And of course, any, any of us would just cower... But this giant man coming in, but the blackbird, he don't play that game. Yeah. No. He knocks yeah. him out and kills him. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah, he does he does it very handily, but hmm. is it the only bit of actual on screen action yep. that he yep. does? Because the other bit is kind of behind shipping containers later on. Yeah. And there's yeah. obviously the the flashback is him hmm. very much failing to stop someone being burned alive. That's so that's right. that is it. That is the action in the entire movie as far as Michael Flatley is concerned. What he should have done is gone up to the corpse of his wife and just like <laughs> nudged it with his elbow. Hey, and she um, came back to life. That'd be perfect. My, my favorite bit of that is where he's he's deadened this guy to like half past dead, mm. and then Tyson Fury, barman extraordinaire, goes over and checks his oh, pulse. His pulse. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like there's like like a lasagna's worth of blood that's mm. like <laughs> seeping out of this man, the back of this man's head. But he also he, 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 he just does the shake of the head. No. We've lost, no. you know, doesn't say He's anything. a doctor as well. He's got a rich yeah. backstory, that character, yeah. that bartender. And He's my favourite. Yeah. And then yeah. we got, he grabs a bottle, bottle of like Jack Daniels or something. <laughs> and yeah. then the next scene is truly an unbelievable choice <laughs> where he has been so driven so mad with... <laughs> I guess grief and shame that and he's being turned a man with one punch, being yeah. pulled back into this world. Yeah, that he that yeah. he in the middle of what amounts to basically a kind of a hostage situation mm. with this woman, he takes a three or four hour break to go on the beach and have a bender privately. Yeah, which and then just comes right back and the film continues. Yeah, he wakes <laughs> up the next morning he, on the beach. Yeah, <laughs> like just you know. 
don't mind don't mind us michael yep. just yeah. wait yeah. it out just see what tomorrow imagine brings with that in. whole hostage situation imagine walking in for the, the late night buffet <laughs> at the blue is blackbird about at all no he's got why is there a dead guy on the floor why are there two dead guys two dead guys on the one floor yeah like and he's just like yeah everyone else used i'll leave them to clean it up i've got some serious drinking to do matiti was the maid so yeah this is gonna get sorted out oh god if you go to the next room there is uh baps yeah. 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 Uh, so Flatley <laughs> arrives at the meeting with Eric Roberts and all his buyers, and and they've got Vivian, and he's just, he's like, well, give us what know, we want, or we'll kill this woman who I've been with for five years and is my fiance. It's like, surely you've got more skin in the game about caring if she dies than me, to be honest. Yeah. Where is the leverage pointed? Like, yeah. The, mm. What are you talking about? And also, they, I, I have to go back to the fact that she has been there, presumably. For like yeah. nine hours, <laughs> just waiting. <laughs> Where is he? Someone, someone said he went to well, the beach and got drunk and went to sleep. Oh he's god! Stopped, oh, he stopped, yeah. stopped off at the church on the way. Yes. Don't forget that. Ch- I can't believe which is actually yeah. the Forgive single me, best. Forgive me, Father, night. for I have sinned. Mm. Guys. I'm about to sin again. <laughs> Gorgeous. Oh. Thank you. You'd be like, not with me, <sighs> right? No, no, no. Yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds like he's going to get his cock out in the confession booth. Like, stuff it through the little hole. Bless this, Father. <laughs> but like the whole like talk about an aspect of the film that's just like the entire film is held together with blue tack but then on top of that you've got like some white tack you've attached this priest character where it's it's just literally I've seen in films that sometimes uh, in the hackiest films of all time uh, the tortured anti-hero will have a conversation with the priest, priest yeah. and maybe I can do that in my film mm. and that was the end of the thought process. Mm-hmm. By the time he'd finished having the thought, he looked down at his hands and he'd already written the scene. Yeah. And that was it. And it's just so incredible to watch this and know that he meant it. Again, this it's is so for real. Marenghi. There's bits where he goes to see the Padre in that, which is yeah, exactly no, like this scene. He's doing things which were already spoofed, mm. like so roundly that they only actually make sense as pastiche, which makes it even funnier because you get the sense... He, He's only seen like nine films, mm-hmm. but yeah. he really wanted to go through the long, laborious process of making a film that was like maybe five of those films. <laughs> it's just baffling and it's amazing. But so heartfelt, like really heartfelt. Yeah. Can I run 10 words by you? <laughs> Please do. <clears throat> Don't worry about me, son. I'm firing on all cylinders. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can, can you remind our listeners what that is referring to? That was when, Eric, when he turns up at the junkyard, Derek Roberts says, "Are you, you know, how are you? Are you how looking are you, in bad you, shape or something?" You've you've drunk an entire bottle of Jack Daniels yeah. and slept on a beach, which at that age is the lone sleeping on the beach is going to. And yeah. him calling it's Eric Roberts' your... son as well. Is it? I am right. He went to church, told the priest he's going to kill this man. Yeah, and so and in. In this scene on the beach, you've got uh, Michael Flatley and Nick, and then oh, you've yeah. also got sort of henchmen, Aros kind mm. of characters. <laughs> yeah, some random henchmen. There's a point at which he's taken away. He says, "Let the girl go," and then he's like, "Okay, I'll take you behind this convenient oh, shipping God, container because we cannot afford another fight sequence, yeah. and we don't want to block it, and we're running out of light." Yeah. So he goes behind the shipping container. And says, Poof, Biff, kapow. Mm. And then he comes out covered in blood, wiping himself down with his kerchief. Yeah. And then Eric Roberts is like so shocked. 
Eric Roberts still has a gun, could shoot him right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? what is going on? What, why then, didn't you do that? The, and then Vivian the says... He's the blackbird, you fool. <laughs> but if you look, she doesn't say anything. It's been ADR'd in. Oh, amazing. <laughs> He's the blackbird, you fool. Oh, God, this film is so, so good. And then Nick arrives and then says, yeah, I didn't want to, you know, I wouldn't let you do it on your own. And then he says, you do realise you're going to die. And then Flatley goes, shall we dance? Oh, way best line in the film. Lots of shooting, but we don't see yeah. what happens. Well, we do because he they all start shooting at the same time at very mm. close quarters. But you can see from the blocking, just as the the drone camera goes off, mm. that within seconds, uh, Eric Roberts and his two guys are on the ground, mm. and our heroes are not. Mm. So you're like, oh, okay. Well, they just shot them then. Yeah, <laughs> they were just quicker on the draw mm. than professional yeah. henchmen. <clears throat> There's no this reason is like why a real they who shot Mr. Pink situation the rest yeah. of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we go back to the club. Mac knife again being sung, and Nick sat at the table with an arm in a sling, which is you know as flatly knows is movie language to say that he obviously came away slightly wounded. Yeah, yeah but there's no like falling down the stairs. Yeah, I reckon. He probably fell yeah. stairs. But there's no flatly, so we're meant to believe he's dead. Oh. I think. That's why um, that's why uh, uh, Tyson Fury's wearing a black uh, mm. flat cap. And presumably oh. that guy's got a really long black tie on. <laughs> really so long. <laughs> Sorry, so are we to believe at that point that Blackbird is dead? Yeah, there's well, a, I there's think a, that's there's intimation. A, a frisson. Yeah. And then we find that the buyers who got the pog, it's not the, it's not the right one, but Patrick Bergen is given the right one. And then he says... The world may never know what any of us do from the shadows. Um, it's truly astounding. Well, they will know when you've cured all disease, because yeah. as yeah. previously stated, the That's other what... thing that this pog does is it gives everyone eternal life. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably notice that when we literally don't have disease anymore. Huh? Like, imagine. imagine. I, it's and, and it's never mentioned even as it's an insane. accidental thing that this plot means. <laughs> It's a lovely bit of character development. Though, that he, he he says to him before he hand, before Blackbird hands over the uh, the pog. He says, oh, "If you uh, if the, if if what I think is on here isn't isn't on here, I'm going to come for you." And he and he gives it to him anyway. So you know that basically Blackbird can't give up no. the uh, the life of spying. He's he's he can't resist it. So it's like it's a game to him. It's all a game. Mm. Yeah, but he's in that game. That's the difference. That's oh. right. And you know Shall what? He ain't playing by the rules, neither. Oh, no. no. Yeah. He's thrown out um, the rule book. I, do you know what I did think was going to happen? I did think it was going to come up at the end. Blackbird will return. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that would have been and, lovely. And I don't know what they would call that. You know, Blackburden, maybe, could be the one. We could ah. repurpose that. Um, it would just I, I be mean, Blackbird, but like the A would be a two. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the A. <laughs> <laughs> two black, re- two bird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I, at this point, like everyone was screaming and cheering. And oh. also we were in, still in the fresh flush of youth because it was only 75 minutes out of our day. Yeah. So yeah. that was itself <laughs> exciting. And afterwards, like, I mean, I think I was, I think it's okay to say this. There's no cops listening. I was quite extravagantly baked. And <laughs> it really, I, I talked more about that film afterwards. You know, that sort of, 
beautiful yeah. moment of postmortem with some pals after you've seen I think more than any of the good films that I've ever seen like we just could not get enough of Blackbird we mm. were just it's it's really truly like as Sarah said it is one of those movies where people will think that you're saying you should watch this and you've heard it a million times but some piece of crap and you watch it and it's just boring this genuinely reaches some sort of outsider art mm. uh, that it's endlessly enjoyable to watch with people it's endlessly enjoyable to show people and I, I I can't recommend it enough. I think Blackbird has to return. I I, need, I, I wonder mm. if the spell will be broken if he becomes wise to it, though. And that's assuming like he Tommy makes Weiss a full now, yeah. recovery. Mm. Yeah, because you mm. don't want it to be like, oh, here's a... I know uh, this is a campy movie. So, no, no, no. You, it's the most this, sincere, this it's one of the most sincere things I've ever seen. Yeah, There's no, a man absolutely. holding you his beating heart in two hands. <laughs> He's ripped from his chest and going, what do you think? Could I be James Bond? Shall we dance? Shall we dance? We, sh- we should say for anyone listening who hasn't seen the film, uh, we, we <laughs> end with the beautiful image of Blackbird standing at the grave of his fiancée, who's dead. The, the, the dead one from the, the beginning. Not, from the beginning. Yeah, and yeah. then a car draws up and out gets Vivian in the most ridiculous coat I've ever seen in my life. She looks oh, amazing. I, I think I, I think it's it, very Roger Moore era Bond girl. It's yeah. like a huge fluffy fur coat and a huge fluffy... But it's oh, a warm looks- day. In well, Ireland. it's Ireland, isn't it? So it's probably yeah. not. Yeah, it's actually probably not. Yeah. yeah. And he gives a little smile with his jaunty hat. And there, there we go. Oh, it's, see, uh, I, I, I choose to believe that there'll be another one. Where's he got a house? Where else has he got a house? Because that's where they'll film it. Mm. Uh, well, he de- he's from Chicago, I think, isn't he? And he lives in, that house is in Cork. Mm-hmm. He, I think I read that the place in, I want to say the Bahamas, but I'm not sure. Maybe I'll be corrected. Or like some, you know, very beauteous sort of like seaside spot. And he's Stoke. Got property. And Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Oh, he's a yeah. slum landlord. He's, yeah. Got, yeah. he's got a bunch of student accommodations. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of apart hotels in Derby. <laughs> Which he, which he also ins- like, all, like all of those guys. He insists that he can come around anytime he likes. He says he's checking the heating, but you know he's just snooping. Well, uh, I, I, I'm very pleased to have watched this. I, I really enjoyed it. Did you? Um, yeah, I, I did. You did you? So did you? Did it live up to? Because we've been saying a lot that it's it's it is genuinely good in a enjoyable way, mm. not in a not in a genuine good way. Did you find that, or was it maybe not quite as big a hit for you? Uh, it just made me laugh. I think it's genuinely, genu- I, I know that so bad it's good gets bandied around. Most of the mm. time they're not. But I think yeah. this one is a good laugh and it's mercifully short as well. Mm. I mean, I really, I know we have said that a lot, but genuinely, mm. Mm. there is something. Like, I remember when I was, uh, first time I watched it, I just knew because I was so excited. I knew to the minute when it was ending uh, because that's the kind of person I am. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be done here by like fucking 8, 8.25. Amazing. <laughs> anyway, so... That showdown in like with the shipping containers in the beach, I was like, mm. it's eight twenty one. This is this. <laughs> I must have done the sums wrong. Oh no, maybe this is two hours long. No, three minutes later, movie is over. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a like a man has said, wrap it up. dance," and that was enough. That was, yeah, just wrap <laughs> it up, better guys. Better than any fight you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily for everyone listening at home, we were also firing on all cylinders. Yeah, mm, absolutely, and we have danced. We have. Yeah. We've danced. The, the 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 forbidden dance of the blackbird. <laughs> John, did, as a Bond fan, did you like it as a as a you know clearly a man with a man who loves Bond? It reminded me of uh, like if a little kid did a home video of a Bond film. Yeah, it reminded me it, of it, that. Energy. It has that energy, or definitely. like in Rushmore, you know, where he he does Scarface at the end, yes. except he's doing a Bond film. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we again have have all mentioned Partridge, I think, at this stage, mm-hmm. but it feels like a cutaway dream sequence you can imagine from Partridge, where he's he's fallen asleep and he's imagining himself in a Bond movie. This is a pretty much beat for beat. There's very few scenes in this that you couldn't lift and just add one degree slightly more raised eyebrow and in some cases less raised mm-hmm. eyebrow and it would work perfectly because it's it's so clearly a sort of male power fantasy writ large which is what bond is anyway but mm. with enough sort of festoonings of sort of like you know cinematic touches and editing and you know sort of macguffins and everything else that you don't see it you don't see the the workings of it being this pretty pathetic male sort of escapist power fantasy it's just that in its rawest form well yeah because that's what you mentioned the partridge things i I was remembering the teaser trailers for alpha papa he gave loads of alternate titles didn't he like colossal velocity (laughs) and hectic danger day this could all be other titles for blackbird yeah gunbird another one and the norfolk fracture (laughs) Um, but it just remains for me to say thank you very much for uh, showing me the film and you didn't literally show it to me but you know and uh, for for talking so eloquently about it oh well thank you so much for having me Mm. I'll speak for myself Mm. and and also for letting me know that we both got in touch with you the same basic (laughs) I love that atomic instinct (laughs) which is Wonderful, and that means we are we are now friends for life, Sarah. In, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's wonderful. We are we are the chieftains. And um, I'm, I'm I'm literally putting my head to the microphone just now, so you oh, can. Oh, same. I'm, I'm putting my scent on you like a cat. To the my end. Face. Yeah. To the yeah. end. <laughs> to the end, guys. And, and uh, John, thank you for having. Me. I love mm. coming on your podcast mm. and to come on and do one of the best films ever made. Um, is is genuine. Uh, you know, a thrill. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just alert, alert you to one thing before oh, yeah. you go? Because I think because once you've watched this film, listener, um, you probably just want to just think about it for a long time. And I would like to draw your attention to michaelflatley.com uh, forward slash art hyphen gallery. Uh, oh, yes. So uh, Michael-, Michael Flatley's art uh, is, is astonishing. He does it. He, he claims to be the only person who ever dances on a canvas. Okay. Um, and, and I, I've seen one of these in the flesh. They sell for hundreds of thousands of euro. Um, they there's one in the Royal Hibernian Club in the wall uh, on the wall of the Royal Hibernian Club in Dublin, which is quite a sort of august kind of private club. And I had some reason to be there about four or five years mm-hmm. ago. And I looked at the wall and I said, "Is that a Michael Flatley painting?" And they said, "Yes." And I said, "Oh my God, it's massive!" And he yeah. just Jackson Pollock's himself around the canvas when it's Good on the floor. God and in different coloured paints on his spats. And you ha- they have to be seen to be believed because it was Celtic Tiger madness that he was able to sell these things for ridiculous amounts of money. So do look them up and look at the They have beautiful prices. names. They have very intense names like the Gouldian's Perch and the Flashback <laughs> and Elvis Presley. Amazing. Uh, Oscar Wilde. Oh, Pretty One. Mozart. They've got amazing names and they are genuinely quite good art. Uh, if you know it's just a man dancing <laughs> on a piece of canvas. And then my favourite one is the one, uh, the very first one on the page, which is called The Walking Dead, and is a series of blues, and it just is underneath, gifted to the people of Ireland. Beautiful. Oh, wow, thank you. Well, I can't I, think of a more beautiful sentiment in which to end this adventure. But hopefully Blackbird will turn, and hopefully we'll be with him. <laughs> but until <laughs> next time, pleasure. I'll just say au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir. To the end. To, to the, the end. end. <laughs>
wake up all my cares and woe. Here I go, singing low. Bye, bye, black bear. Where somebody waits for me, sugar is sweet, so is she. Bye, bye, black bear. No one here can love and understand me. Make my bed and light the light.